Hey there, welcome to Conversations Worth Your While. Uh, today, I have Michael Martin talking with us today. Super great, so nice to meet Michael. I met him um, just a few weeks ago. Michael serves environmentally responsible companies. He is their trusted advisor for clean energy, such as like rooftop solar power. Um, and so he fits right in to partner with them for their operational strategies. And he is driven by a passionate commitment to clean up our air uh, and implement zero pollution, high value solar power. So thank you so much for joining me, Michael. Um, mm -hmm. I am Linda Booker, and my gift is helping people to lighten their load and unleash their gifts on the world. I'm a master coach, a mentor, an author, and a speaker. And today we are talking about fear. We're going to be covering how and why some people are early adopters while other people are followers. We're going to talk about the many faces of fear, what it disguises itself as, what's at the root of it. Um, we'll each we'll give you some strategies for how to overcome that fear. Um, and then we'll give you a little bit of information about if you're interested in uh, talking more with either one of us, we're wide open. So we'll give you some information on how to do that as well. Okay, so... Michael, I'm going to let you get started. Um, tell me, first of all, why you're interested in this topic about fear when you are in the solar energy business. Like, how does that mesh? Great, great question, Linda, and super fun to be here with you today. Thanks. Um, well, you know, the, the solar energy business, as massive as it is already on our planet, it kind of depends on where you are and who you know as to whether or not it's something that's new and scary or, oh yeah, solar, no big deal. There's, there's this huge range of perceptions about clean energy and solar in particular where I hang out and the, where the work is that I do. So that's the interesting thing about it. And in the market where I am, and I live in Dallas, I'm in the North Texas area, um, we're not as, let's say, far down the road kind of culturally and business-wise with this. So I'm more in the range where folks are like thinking it's a little newer, riskier, and different than other parts of the world or even other parts of the U.S. like the West Coast or go visit the Germans and talk to them about this stuff, right? They're, they're way down the path like, oh yeah, all our friends have it, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So it's interesting geographically that some people are early adopters seemingly and some people are followers. Um, and that's really just a spectrum, right? If you think about it. And that spectrum sure. is governed by fear fear of the unknown when we don't know something that uncertainty that creates a fear response in us um and that uncertainty can stop us from even asking that question of how 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 might it be done um so let's talk a little bit more about fear and how fear can disguise itself or what it looks like because when we're talking about business um we're not talking about usually this this you know same fear responses i'm being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger right <laughs> yet <laughs> it is internally and emotionally the exact same response but what i notice um you know i don't work with solar i work with um you know people in reinventing their lives and unleashing their bigness and their gifts on the world um but i see fear this in it, the same way it disguises itself much like it does in business um which can disguise itself as control that is one of the main you know masks it puts on 
Humans grasp for control when they're afraid. The more controlling a person is, the more fearful they are. How do you see that in the business industry? Sure, I totally agree with you. And of course, the the whole what we really know about them, we you know peel it back and look at it, is that we all really control a lot less than we think we do, right? So <laughs> that's the irony of what you just said. But yeah, it's um, you know in in something new then, you know, and within an organization, because most of my work is with commercial businesses as opposed to individuals and homeowners. So with commercial organizations, if you're the CEO or the in the top leadership team, you know, you're real concerned about continuing to represent that you're in that leadership position because you're really good. You may be an expert um, and you make all the right decisions. And and let's face it, the the business world sometimes is unforgiving of mistakes or failures or unsuccessful initiatives, whatever they may be, but you know, that's just life, right? It happens to us all individually all the time. And companies, I think even have a greater fear factor around this just because of there's lots of people that are going to look at that decision. And so it's so much about perception and image and continued leadership at an individual or a company level. And all those things work against something newer, like um, geez, we put solar on the roof of our building because in Dallas, not as many people have done it because we have cheap power and we're not quite where those other geographies are. And so, gosh, I just don't know if that would serve me or us well in terms of perception and image and brand. That's a huge mm. thing. All right. That is that is huge. Um, and there's a parallel of all of that when it comes to um, human individuals as well. So control, like you so beautifully mentioned, um, I'm going to put this word next to it, is an illusion. <laughs> it's a complete illusion. Um, we our, our sphere of control is really limited to ourselves. That's it. We cannot control other people. We cannot control other people's perceptions. We cannot control what comes out of their mouth. We cannot control their actions um, any more than we can control if it's going to be cloudy or sunny tomorrow. We have no control. Um, so what we can do is recognize faces of fear um, and then start to actually ask those logical questions once you get past that emotion of fear you can step back and ask some logical questions and say you know what am I so afraid of what specifically and can I be certain that that is true so can I be certain that if I and I love that you use the word leadership because then there's being a leader right? Sometimes being at the front, like that's kind of the definition at the front with followed by followers. That's, you know, so um, to, you know, be a leader is to recognize that um, you can't control other people's perceptions. Now I get that companies have to answer to shareholders and uh, the board of directors. And if you have a very conservative board of directors, uh, they leading, they might not want to be the industry leader. Um, but I think we see today a lot of businesses in the innovation world, and that's where finding success because innovation is moving at the speed of a light. Mm -hmm. And um, sure. it and and it may be worse for shareholders and boards of directors to be left in the dust. <laughs> um, and it really is only a matter of time before this technology uh, and the, uh, you know, I think everyone's on board of cleaning up the planet. Like every, everybody agrees with that in principle. Absolutely. But you know, what are we each doing? Um, right. I know like actually uh, New York state, just as of the first of the year, no more styrofoam allowed mm -hmm. right. unless it's a meat packing plant basically um, for supermarkets. 
so so I know we we're all in agreement with this. So it's really just a matter of time. I mean, I imagine a world three hundred years from now, solar's probably it. So you know, everybody's so afraid. It's very interesting. And so that leads me to another face of uh, fear, which is procrastination. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's just like when right um so what do you see procrastination wise in your industry well again it's just that notion of i'm not going to be the early adopter first mover i'm going to follow and and so a big part of what i do you know let it be interesting to hear your your thoughts on this in your work with individuals is at a business level you know the thing you want to do is talk about de-risking and and explaining how the risk perception is bigger than the actual risk and providing information and stories and relevant examples so that they can then go, ah, okay, the data and the real world experiences of others are making me feel better about this being risky or scary or so thus maybe it will delay, maybe it'll eliminate procrastination or the procrastination will be shorter. (laughs) Maybe they'll say, okay, we'll do it in the next quarter or two versus we got to wait three years or we're going to wait until it's just all over the place in our market. So it just depends. But to me, it's all about trying to do what I can to serve them by uh, being empathetic for sure. And just talking about, I get it. And here, look at this information that I can share with you. And hopefully that'll help you be less fearful. Um, Don't procrastinate because the later you wait on something that's valuable, then then you're missing out on the value as long as you procrastinate. So why do that? I mean, things always get better, faster, cheaper. And you can always say, well, it'll be a better deal next year. Well, true, (laughs) but let's not wait till next year because you can get the value during this year as well. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's that kind of business conversation that has to blend in with the fact these are humans that are worried about the perception and the risks and leadership image issues. Right. Yes. So absolutely. Um, what is at the root of fear it is how we are, we worry about how we will be perceived as a leader or as a human, just in our own families or as peers at work, um, you know, with friendships, image issues. They play a big part, the fear of how you'll be perceived and what your image looks like. We're afraid that if we try something new and risky, we might look dumb. We're afraid of failing. We're also afraid of success, but that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> for another time. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I love this word that you just used, de-risking. That's beautiful. Um, and, and that is what what is required to move away from fear. Once we know we have a solution, right? You are a solution to partner with companies who want to be who are environmentally responsible or or are just right at that cusp and they're ready to do it, right? And so once they identify you as a solution or identify me as a coach and a mentor as a solution, right? Then that's when the risk comes in. Nobody feels like it's risky if they don't think, you know, that you're that there's a solution. But as soon as they're like, ooh, there is a solution out there. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is the way, this is the person that can help me. Then all of a sudden the, the risk goes. <gasps> so the job for fear when that is, you know, appears is to de-risk. So I love that that's probably not even a real word, but it totally should be. Michael. <laughs> um, think, and the I, way to de-risk is to ask your question, you know, answer some questions like, has it ever been done before by anyone ever anywhere? And the answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. And once you ask that question, now you know it's possible. And once you know something is possible, then you can ask yourself, is it possible for me? Has Have I ever gone through a transformation before? Have I ever taken a risk before ever in my life? 
and it turned out positive. So yes, I have this within me. Has this company ever offered a new product line that they never had before? Of course they probably did. Nobody stays stagnant because the world's changing and so your product line needs to change, right? This is always what's happening. So when you can de-risk by saying, has it been done? Have I ever done it before? Those are some really important things because mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. you know, that I would say that's the first thing to do to actually shift your perception. And then the second thing is to focus on the benefits, focus mm -hmm. on the testimonials. Look at those other companies that have done it before and find out if they would have done it again, you know, go and ask, like ask some of your, your clients, right? Same with me, ask my clients, go on my website, look at my testimonials, right? What are the benefits? What, what can I expect, you know, um, if I take this risk, right? Because there's a lot of people and a lot of companies that have taken the risk out of what we are afraid of. Yeah, you know, and the thing uh, that comes to mind as well there, Linda, as you're talking about, you know, in your case, dealing with individuals, that, same thing with companies, right? They're just people is you're not alone. So that's a big thing. And I always use inclusive language and talk about we are going to get this done together, right? Because my work also is very collaborative. I bring in other folks that create the total best of breed solution for a client. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're going to be, they're going to have people all along the way that where they can keep checking and checking and checking, validating, reducing risk, feeling better, uh, understanding the value better and gaining confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So it ultimately all, it all moves into the domain, I think, of confidence. And we haven't used that word yet, but that's where we want to get people, right? Whether it's a CEO or it's, you know, a client looking for some uh, expert leadership in their life professionally or personally with you, right? It's all about confidence and just feeling like I can do this and others are going to help me. So. Yes. Um, and knowledge. That's another thing that really combats fear. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I would say I would give those like three things like confidence, knowledge, and support. Yes. Um, so the, those are really key for mitigating those risks and that uncertainty, because in uncertainty, it's really hard to move. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, for sure. definitely really hard to move. So, yeah. Okay. So Michael, let's talk about if, if, um, someone who's listening or watching, um, is at the place where, like they, they're interested in learning a little bit more about, uh, you know, you as the solution because you're personally passionate about what you do and also because you're very experienced with what you mm -hmm. do. Um, if someone wanted to connect with you um, to learn a little bit more because there's no cost to learning more and knowledge, as I just mentioned, can sure. really help with the uncertainty. And it doesn't mean someone needs to be ready to move right now, right? I, like I don't do sales conversations. I really don't do that. Right. I have conversations with people, ask me questions. Let me give you some information. When you're ready to move, I'll be here. And in the meantime, I can support you in other ways. I can, you know, continue to give you more information, right? So same type of thing. What, what can you offer and what should people do if they're interested in just learning without committing? <laughs> Sure, for sure. Well, again, it's, um, you know, knowledge is power or knowledge is confidence, or as you said, fill in the blank. It, it serves people in so many good ways. So I am always, and, and I, I always tell people this first and foremost, I'm, I'm an educator, I'm an advocate, I'm, an, I'm, I'm just trying to get people to a certain basic level of understanding about uh, the solutions I can help them implement and adopt to help their business and their environmental strategy or whatever, however they want to couch it. And, um, 
And so that through that, they can start to know and trust me. And when they're ready, because it isn't about me, it's about them. And when they're ready, I can't, I mean, I can do what I can, but the best thing I can do is just inform them, um, be demonstrate trustworthiness um, and safety in terms of, um, I'm just here to give you the information you need. And hopefully then you're going to move ahead on this and that the way in which you do that will be a good fit for me to serve you. So um, now, you know, there's a limit to ongoing education, right? You, at some point you need, you want people to say, okay, let's do this. So, oh yeah, of course. But right. um, yeah, so I, I recognize the first job for me in my work is just educating, informing and sharing good mm -hmm. basic knowledge so people understand the framework of what we're talking about. Right. And then you can help them with their readiness. Um, maybe they have a board of directors that they have to answer to. Mm. Um, you sure. know, maybe maybe the person you're talking to needs to convince someone at a higher level. Right. So you can help them with the readiness. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, sure. I'm I'm very similar with that, too. Like I said, I don't do any sales calls. Um, and I recognize that when people want to make life changes, when they want to go from stuck to wow, when they want to um, get out of their own way because they know they're in their own way because they and they know they have something big important to share with the world and they just are fearful of getting that out there. Um, at, you know, I they might not be ready because the people I work with, that that's an internal switch that has to flip and no amount of email nurturing is gonna flip that switch for them. However, um, it, it, I'd like to do the same thing you say, inform and educate, help you understand what it will take so that you don't have uncertainty about that. Because you could say, I don't know, I don't know what it takes, so I'm afraid I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. But once you know what it takes, maybe it's not so big and hairy. And at least knowing that, then when you're ready, when that internal switch flips, then you know, you know what it's good. It might switch even sooner. You might say, you know what, I don't have to settle for a status quo because that's not a giant leap because we can baby step it. Right. So mm -hmm. just understanding more, learning more, understanding the next best steps, understanding what it's going to take so that you can get yourself ready to move. It's okay if you're not ready to move, just get so that, you know, you're, you, you give yourself a chance to get ready to make a move. Right. Because I think everybody's here to support the world in some way. You're doing it very beautifully through helping the planet. <laughs> I'm doing it through helping individuals at a soul level. <laughs> so um, so just tell us um, how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, well, my uh, company website is mmsolaradvisory.com. It's a little bit long, but, you know, just like it sounds, mmsolaradvisory.com. Uh, very active on LinkedIn as well as R. Michael Martin, not just Michael Martin. And um, so, gosh, I love what you said. I'm, I'm eager to help, you know, companies, just like you said, get from stuck to wow, right? Because there's always wows in business that are possible, just like there are in, you know, your own personal life. So, um, and, uh, and, my phone number is 214-755-6384. There's another way to reach me. I, I take phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I love that too. Um, and to reach me, uh, I'm at lindabooker.com. If you go to the contact us page and you send me a note, that will go directly to my personal email. Um, and I will set up a time to have a chat with you. Um, because I too like connection and conversation. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for that as well. So thank you, Michael, um, for being uh, my guest on Conversations Worth Your While. I hope our audience totally found this worth their while. And I appreciate you being here. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Linda.